0: Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. On today's episode, we're joined by an old friend of mine, Abby Jacobson. You know her from Broad City, of course, but now she's out with her exciting new Amazon Prime show, A League of Their Own, which was inspired by the Penny Marshall film, but fully stands on its own in the best of ways. Honestly, it's so good, and you really need just you need to watch it immediately, but like, not right now, because you need to listen to our chat and then watch it. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back with Abby Jacobson.
1: This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach – Blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N O O M.com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC.
0: I've been able to have a front row seat to Abby Jacobson's success over the years, and it just, it warms my heart. We both were in the same circle of friends back in New York, and many of whom would eventually go on to create and star in and be in Broad City. Since then, I've been applauding her success, and I just, I love her so much. And now she's out with her new Amazon Prime series, A League of Their Own, which was inspired by the 1992 Penny Marshall film of the same name. We chatted about the show, the pressure of making something that is so tied to a film that people love, including me, and what the show says about, you know, women's lives today and how women today can relate to women in 1943. Now, spoiler alert. I'm a journalist, yes, and I do my best to not put my personal opinion into anything that I do and remain unbiased as possible, but when it comes to Abby Jacobson, I just, I can't do that. So today, it's just a chat between two friends about a really awesome show. There's another one on Tuesday. Tuesday's too late, sir. Do not approach sure. the train. let it happen. Oh, I'm in. Ticket, please.
1: About that. You're clearly going to tryouts. She doesn't look like that much competition. I could be competition, I think. We're here for the tryouts. I don't think you understand. This is the all-American league. We're pretty all-American. Who was that?
0: Show that knuckleball? They didn't even let me try out, Dad. Maxine, you've got to make some smarter choices. This is fun. This is something I can work with.
1: I'd like to go through a few rules. Curfew is at 10 p.m. sharp. No smoking or drinking. No pants. What? Ah! I'm a pitcher, and you need me. Is that so? Everybody on the team has to have a job at the factory. So any job?
0: Max, can you lift 50 pounds? And are you willing to get the shit burned out of
1: your hands? Yes. And I, I guess so. Great you want the game to be more exciting? Shorten the skirts. What the hell are you doing? I thought that you would catch it. My back turn. This is our one shot. So
0: what if right here,
1: right now, we forget the rules? I, I,
0: I'm
1: gonna take they don't get to decide if this is real or not. We do. Let's go.
0: Things are changing pretty fast.
1: Hey, doll face.
0: You have no idea how much I was holding off messaging you, trying to re- doing whatever I could to be tell to tell you how excited I was about you doing this. Like I Elliot, our, our mutual friend Elliot Glazer, yeah. probably, I mean I even held back from him because I didn't want to annoy him to tell him how excited I was for you to be doing this. like it <laughs> I I as a kid, This is a little glimpse into my gay childhood. I forced my my very straight brother to reenact a League of Their Own scenes in our driveway because I was that obsessed with this film. Like would you play? Oh, I always played Gina Davis. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Always, always and forever. Gina Davis. Yes. 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 So like how how obsessed were you, because I'm assuming you were also obsessed, how obsessed were you with the original film?
1: I loved it as a kid. Um, I was really obsessed with like all the 90s sports movies. So it was like this, you know, Mighty Ducks. I mean, I think there's clearly like a through line, like Sandlot. I was such a tomboy. I kind of like followed my older brother around, did everything he did. And he was always playing sports. And like, I don't know, it was the first. There's no other film like this where it's women playing. And women playing so well and like they're funny and they're a team. And like, I don't know, I, I was on a lot of teams as a kid and I just felt very, I w- I just felt very, I related to a lot of the film, which like hilariously as a kid, I don't think I was picking up on any of the queer undertones, yeah. which, you know, I didn't, I didn't pick up on that for a while, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but clearly like that vibe, you know, it's like a Iconic queer film, hilarious, mm-hmm. even though like no one's gay in it. Uh, yeah. but I think just that vibe, there's like a queerness to the film. There's a queerness to Penny Marshall. Yeah. Stuff. Yes. That is like deeper than just a character being queer. There's like some, yeah. other, right. So I don't know. It just had this energy to it that I think I loved. Yeah. So I was it's subversive. I was very-
0: the, the queerness of it is really subversive. And also, the I mean, Penny Marshall, for all we know, was not queer. But like the very fact that she, as an entertainer, went from being, similarly to you, I think in a lot of ways, a very beloved sort of TV personality, someone who yeah. was sort of known for slapstick comedy and silly, to then go on to be an acclaimed artist in another area of entertainment, like directing with Awakening and Big and A League of Their Own and so and. I mean, just so many great films. I just wanted to list them all. But she sort of blazed her own path. That, to me, is the definition of what is so fabulous about being queer: is you define your own destiny in yes, your own yeah. direction. There's and not, it really,
1: there's not some formula. It's yeah, anything's kind of possible. Yeah, we got to talk to her right before she died about yeah making this. You know, we, we wow. just wanted her blessing, and it was wow. pretty incredible. It was like a you know. 20 minute phone call but it was just like
0: oh pretty. I I I mean I, I know you know this about me but a couple of years ago I had cancer and w- Penny Marshall and I shared the same chemo center I never saw her I never I was never there but there was whispers amongst the patients that Penny Marshall was in a private room wow yeah wow wow, wow, wow. is right so you actually <laughs> got the 20 minutes with her I got the 20 feet from her but still you know what I mean yeah. we're we're both blessed in a lot of ways fine
1: forces, and we were there. <laughs>
0: Yes. <laughs> well, so I have to ask you. So, like, the thing, what I loved about, it, and I watched it, and I love it. I'm so it just I had to, I had to pause you many times.
1: The, the yes, you, we sent you all of them, right?
0: Yes, and it was I important.
1: like you know, I wanted everyone that was gonna be talking about it to get to see the whole thing versus yeah. two or three because I don't think you get the full.
0: I I mean, just because I love you so much, I I mean. I got very excited from the first episode because, like, I I mean, I know your vibe and I know where you're going and I know you. So it's like that—that that is exciting for me. But I will say I had to pause it so many times because I was so excited in so many moments. Because there, there, there are moments that, like, you throw in the catnip of what I want from the original. You know what I mean? Those little moments that are so iconic to my heart. But at the same time, you make it so original. It's so different from the original in a lot of ways, too. How... How did you find that like balance between the two?
1: Yeah. I mean, listen, this is people's favorite movie. This is like, yeah. there's so much pressure and it's one of our favorite movies. Like there's so much we love about it, but we're not, it's, it, it's made already. It's made mm-hmm. that way. Why would we try to make it exactly like that? So it yeah. was made in the nineties when there were things that Penny Marshall wanted to nod to, and she couldn't really lean into and we can, and, yeah. I think she was trying to nod to some stories whereas she didn't feel like she could tell all the stories. Like, and I think we're really trying to tell a lot more stories about women Mm -hmm. who dreamed of playing baseball. So we really break it open. It's not just the league. It's not just this all American girls league. It's like, we're really, we're really ping ponging between two worlds. And I don't know. I think that there was like so much, Um, history and like a lot of all all these women there's none of the same characters from the film but you know the women on the league are very loosely inspired by a lot of women on the league and max's character is loosely inspired by three women who went on to play in the negro leagues with men Mm -hmm. which is just this story that these stories that are just fascinating and i i hadn't really known about them before will and i started doing i know a little bit about tony stone which is one of them but I don't know, it was just really important to us to get to get to tell those stories that were missing from the film, but Mm -hmm. also try to maintain the spirit and the energy and that thing that you love about the film. So, like, Mm -hmm. very hard to, like, get both. And there are a lot of stories we're attempting to tell. Um, And just, like, you know, balancing the comedy and the drama. I hope we...
0: You succeeded. I mean, Not you really it, did. But... You you really succeeded. It's it's one of those that, even in telling some of these other stories, because, like, you know, you're right, like, you have the moments of, of there's the queerness of it, and there's a, the recently coming out of Maybelle Blair, who was one of the, you know, players inspired, and how, and how that, I mean, that Hearst coming out isn't a part of the story, but, like, it's the queerness of the story, the, the black characters in it, and they are part of this whole story. It's like, what new things did you, were you were you most surprised by in your research of looking at these stories? Listen, it's,
1: it's 1943 is when the season takes place. And I think that showing characters in a period and attempting to be able to relate to them now. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go around and yeah. get to what I learned. But, like, people in 1943 were in so many ways just like us, dealing yeah. with all the same shit there's just like different historical confines and yeah. you know what, not that we got, yeah. it. we got our own, the confines yes. uh, now yeah. that are yeah. still, you know, being, yeah. Taken away constantly, clearly. Uh, but, so the historical part of it was such an, like an important aspect. So we had like researchers on, we had a, a couple of researchers on full time to help the entire writer's room. Any department had anyone mm-hmm. sort of like make sure this was being told as accurate as possible. And it's sort of like learning along the way. Like, you know, you know, I know a lot of this stuff, like I know women can not have a credit card. You can't open a bank account yeah. without uh, your husband letting you and just, like it's just sort of all of those things that you learn that are like piled up against each other that, that are sort of like we're in an interesting moment right now where we can't, we should not be taking any of those rights for granted. Yeah. But some of the things that I kind of have been taking for granted, it, it's just like, right, that we like women, you know, where you can wear jeans, you know, like just like all these little things add up to create like, what it was like to be a woman in mm-hmm. nineteen forty three and what it was like to be a white woman in nineteen forty three versus what it was like to be a black woman in nineteen forty three versus yeah. what it was like to be a Latinx woman. You know, like all of these things are so different. And mm-hmm. how do we I don't know I, I don't know if I'm answering the question, but just like
0: no but you are and I think in a lot of ways you because I mean I see the comparison to the issues that these women were facing in 1943 are, I mean, yes, different contexts, but just as stark as I think what a lot of women today are facing in 2022 in terms of the reality of sexism, the reality of oppression, the reality of the patriarchy. I mean, even right down to the language that the women use. What I find, I love old movies, and I love sort of the looking at historical things, and a lot of times we see that like, oh, well, these women are so prim and proper, and they never cuss. And these girls cuss like the the the. the I mean, and women playing baseball in 1943, they would be saying. Fuck they just would be like it's. So just-
1: that was kind of controversial because I often felt like the way in which the characters speak, I, I do not want to adjust. I didn't want to adjust it. I yeah. want you to. I hope you're not brought out of the period by. Every once in a while hearing my likes, you know what I mean? The, yeah. Like, But <laughs> the modern way in which a lot of the characters speak was intentional. And we, you, I, I felt that that would just sort of liken you to the characters a little bit more. Like whenever you yeah. watch an old timey movie and they're like speaking like a little like old timey dialect whatever. It's like, yeah, kind of don't relate to them as much. They feel like a little bit disconnected. Yeah. But you know when we would talk to Mabel, Mabel was a big consultant, real Mabel, on this. She always calls me a little <laughs> But I do think, and the way in which we say now is different, a little bit different. Oh, but how so? Are, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Like we, we haven't done a deep dive into the historical yeah. usage <laughs> of the word But I think that we take a little bit of liberty. in some of the language and how outgoing our women are with it. But that's the voice that we wanted to go with because I feel like they would be talking like that. Yeah, Maybelle who was there every once in a while says something like we didn't talk like that. Or like, yeah, there's a scene that we actually cut. That was, (laughs) that was like, Truly is hilarious. Like truly, someone being like, "How big was this?" Like talking yeah. about like size, and she's like, "Oh my god, no, <laughs> we would never." And I was like, "All right, I'll give you. We'll take it." I, you know, like, but it's also we're Maybell's one woman. Yeah, you know, like I, you yeah. think like women were talking about size. You no, know. I know it. I know it in my heart. I know. Yeah.
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that like. Really stood out to me. I mean, like I said, I was very excited for this. But, like, there's a line in the first episode where it says, I don't think I'm the kind of person who has a destiny. And it just, it, like, shattered me because it's so relatable and it's so, I mean, I relate to it. It's so, that's sort of, and you've talked about this before and we've talked about this on, like, past podcasts and things we've yeah. done. But, like, about imposter syndrome and that sort of idea of, like, not feeling like you're doing anything. You know what I mean? When you're trying to do everything. Yeah. And I thought that was so like, how did you relate to your character and were you afraid? Cause this is definitely a, a departure in terms of acting for you. Like how, how did you feel about the acting that you needed to do in this show?
1: So that line, I love that you felt that way about that line because I hope at some point I do roles that are even more of a departure but I, I still do very much feel that Carson has a lot of my DNA just in like a a, a very different way than, than Abby on Broad City does. Mm-hmm. That was very much like amplifying like feelings in like big, very heightened version. Mm-hmm. And then Carson, I feel like I, I really had a chance to very internal and that line is, is almost like her whole arc. Like, Mm-hmm. What if I mm-hmm. am somebody important
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and you kind of need someone like a Greta
0: mm-hmm.
1: to push you out there. Yeah. And like a Greta is also like an Alana, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you need someone to be like, no, no, no. You're the, you're the hottest person here. <laughs> like you need that person where you're like, no, I'm not. But you're like, but I, I love you. And if you're thinking that about me, like you're the hot, like if you just need that friend or that lover or that yeah. someone to see you to see yeah. that in you and then you can kind of shine take it to you you can you can try you can go yeah. for it and i feel that that was so my like that was such a meta thing for me with the broad city of it all that was like very yeah. much a meta experience and then also very much a queer That, like, coming into my sexuality is very in there, in the DNA of Carson and sort of, like, very late in life and very much like, whoa, wait, what? Figuring oneself out. So all that to say, I do still feel like a lot of me is in her, but I was really excited about this character and was excited to write her this way. I was very scared about the acting part. Like I have a hard time even just saying I'm an actor. I'm like, but like, I'm like in the show. Yeah. But like, (laughs) 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 Like, I'm like, I'm just one of the, you know, my my
0: pictures on the poster or whatever. I I mean, whatever.
1: (laughs) I don't, it doesn't feel. Yeah. uh, I, I full have, fully have imposter syndrome, especially about that part of it. And I worked really hard to try and, get some tools in my tool belt for this role yeah. you know yeah. like I uh I'm not a trained I didn't do all that like I'm yeah. Train, you yeah. Know, like yeah
0: yeah so we like, got the I, late night training yeah
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the, but it this was pretty incredible like I'm really it's scary to say before it's out but like I feel good about this experience and like listen i i hope to always be kind of like learning it's a weird mm-hmm. thing to be like i'm learning on the job but i think that's you what you do
0: that's what we all do
1: and i hope i like get better with every role i play but yeah. i i just felt really lucky also with my scene partners like some of the mm-hmm. everyone but there there are a couple scenes i mean like I've known Darcy for 15 years now and she's one of my best friends. I couldn't have asked for a better person to like do that with. And yeah, I also tend to cast people. I think it, I think actors who don't know each other can be incredible, but I do think there's just something.
0: Yeah. That chemistry is there.
1: Jump about 15 years. Yeah. Into the, yeah.
0: Well, she is, I mean, I, I know you, would be fine with the baseball part of it. I personally, that's the one thing that would hold me back from this is any, anything outdoors that doesn't involve a air conditioning. I don't think I'm going to go do. So like, (laughs) I'd be terrified of the baseball part of it, but like how, how much training was involved in it?
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone had very different skill sets. Some people were, had played and were like pretty good and just like athletic in general, but none of our players could be professional baseball players. So there was, always going to be baseball doubles stunt doubles visual effects there was always going to be those elements but we did do a boot camp before the pilot and then another boot camp before we shot the season and we did it with real baseball players women baseball players and trainers and it was just as much a team building experience with the cast and with the intention of having everyone really be able to look Like you can play. So like, you know, the like dynamic of the hit, like, you know, how to hit the Mm -hmm. ball, you know, how to stand, you know, all that stuff, because also just like a day of shooting baseball, we can't afford to actually have me chuck it back to the, like, you just can't do that. There's a camera standing next to Roberta. Like you can't, I'm not throwing it right near the cat. Like there's just so many things that actually make like not shooting with a ball right here Mm -hmm. easier. So there's all these different components at play and then we go wide and you can actually do more. So it's, we had a lot of training. We worked with um, this, our coach was Justine Siegel who runs baseball for all, which is this incredible women's baseball organization and a lot of real legitimate, Mm -hmm. like professional baseball players and, a lot of them were our doubles, and wow. they're like the other peaches. So it was yeah. like really cool to have them all.
0: It makes you wonder play. how how Penny Marshall did it. I mean, because she didn't have the access to some of the technology no, we do. I, how-
1: I don't know. Like I think a lot of them were way better than us. Like I think a yes. lot of them were really playing more. When you also have a bigger budget, you have more time. So it's like yeah. you have to weigh out. Like okay, well, like can we really do the actual baseball that mm-hmm. takes longer? Even yeah. though like visual effects might actually be ex- just as expensive, but it's like five minutes. It's yeah. like this weird thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I will. I only have two more questions for you. And one person who we both know back in 1992, definitely really played the baseball is Rosie O'Donnell. I yeah. mean, like, I Rosie O'Donnell has been my like North star ever since I was a (laughs) child. I mean, she, I I, like, I've told, even told her this in person before I skipped the last day of sixth grade just to watch the premiere of the Rosie O'Donnell show. Like I'm a longtime fan of Rosie O'Donnell. And I want to know what, what was it like having her involvement in this? What was it like? What was it like to be acting in the presence of the great Rosie O'Donnell?
1: I, I mean, truly. And, and, you know we're trying to keep yeah. what who she is it under wraps mm-hmm. until it is such a good reveal right yes like,
0: yeah, it is it is and that i that's why i didn't say the anything actual, yeah.
1: like, the <laughs> actual reveal right yeah. are you like, mm-hmm. like that's one of my favorite yeah. shots yeah. like will yeah. will wrote and directed that episode and he really killed it yeah. um but so i had been lucky enough which was like this was just Insane. I, I went to dinner with Rosie and a mutual friend, and I was like, What am I doing? What am I doing at this fucking dinner? I wouldn't be able
0: to keep it together. No, I wouldn't be able was to keep it together. But then it's yeah.
1: also like, She's so, you would, she's so normal. She's mm. so sweet. And so I was in the beginning stages of the show. I think it was like 2018, 2019, or whatever. And my friend is telling Rosie all about making the show. And I was like, Yeah, like, don't, like, I don't know. <laughs> and uh then i think we started talking and then we were in the writer's room and i wrote her and i think i was like we have an idea of, for a role for you yeah would you ever consider and she was like i'll do it uh, and i was like do you want to read it you want to read it first yeah <laughs> and she was like, I'll read it but i want to do it and then yeah. she she was so sweet. She came, We it was a virtual room because it was in the middle of COVID. She came on Zoom, a couple hours, talked to all the writers, wow. told us all about production, told us all about, you know, like, Rosie is one of the first out yeah. people in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like just, we we talked a lot about queerness and we told her a lot about what we're making, what we're doing with the show why we we really felt like it was important to do it differently than the film and what stories you're in. And she was just like so excited and helpful and just telling her own story and then was so down and it was so fun, came to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and just like lovely, lovely on set, just a yeah. dream.
0: Yeah, she really is. She really is. I mean, I just want to write a book just being like, I love you, I love you, I love you. Just to Rosie O'Donnell. It, it,
1: I know, it just, I feel... I mean, we, I I feel like I don't even know if I've like fully processed it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, my last question for you, and it really isn't even a question because I was, I was, I mean, in light of, as we're recording this recent events, but it'll still be Justice Stark when this comes out, the, the Supreme court decision to reverse Roe v. Wade. And I think, I mean, a lot of people are rightfully so very upset if, if you are of that, uh, of that mind. And I think, a lot of people are really sad that Broad City isn't on right now For to hear how you guys would handle this type of story. And I don't, I don't know if you even would, but I, I guess I don't even really have a question to this. I just kind of want your reaction, and, and, and I think people would love to sort of hear from you on that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's devastating. It's also the thing where, you know, Barbara Kruger, who was like, if this is shocking to you, you haven't been paying attention, that it is still. You You pay attention to politics now, and it's sort of like, how many times does our country have to show us who it is Yeah. before we're like, right, this is who we are. It's over and over again, these things that are like, what the f- is this? Like, so it's devastating. It was really interesting when we made Broad City because we were never really able to comment so quickly mm-hmm. because it was like
0: the production. This, and Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, and, and except when, whenever we, we did a couple, like very quick little hack into Broad City things, because we were like, we got to do something like inauguration day. I think we did like a quick thing, but yeah, I was just telling someone because of thinking about this, like yesterday or the day before. And we did a tag or a cold open where we ordered mass quantity of plan B.
0: Oh.
1: And it was like, in it was when we wrote it, it was in reaction to something like that. Like, I don't know exactly Mm -hmm. when it was, but I was like, wow, like like that was such a, um, truly like a joke, cold open, Mm -hmm. where we have a huge delivery and it's all plan B. And that's like, oh my God, ha ha. And it's like, no, no, not ha ha at all. We were like in that.
0: Yeah, we're in we that were reality like now.
1: Posting where people can get abortion pills. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't even know really. It wasn't funny to have to think about buying an abundance of plan B, but there was like yeah. an angle of it at that time where like that, that like hit the end of the button there. And it's, yeah. I don't really know how to find the funny in this right now. I don't know. Like, it's, and that's
0: the that's the ultimate, you know, scary thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, like we again, like we always tried to to lean into these things that we were thinking about, and I think we were able to find that stuff. Like, what is it like to be a Planned Parenthood escort? Yeah, it was another one. Like, there were we always did like kind of lean into these things and sort of like explore them. And I don't, I, I don't know now. Yeah. how to I haven't like I guess sometimes I'm I'm able to like I'm usually thinking about that like observational lens mm-hmm. and I'm like I'm not going there at all right now it's just sort of like hold on like what are we gonna do
0: yeah well Abby I the show's amazing I'm so proud of you I I I no,
1: no I, one's seen it. like I'm very I'm really terrified about it
0: don't be this- because people are going to love it it is it is it i'm i mean of course i'm biased because i love you and i love the film and i love the story and i love everything about what you're doing but i also feel very confident that many many other people will be loving it as well so just be very proud of be very proud of your work
1: thank you so much this was so fun really great to catch up with you
0: so great to catch up with you and i hope to see you in real life real soon
1: i know i know i'm in new york for a while but i'll be back you're you're
0: in l.a right i'm in l.a yeah
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Well, have the, I this I'm sorry I took so much of your time because I know it was it oh, went no. a little bit longer, but have the have a wonderful day and we'll see each other soon. Mwah. Love you so much. All
1: right, love you too.
0: Seriously, though, the show is so good and it's basically like everything a fan of the original League of Their Own has ever wanted. Go go watch it right now. You've listened to our chat, now you can go watch it. And let me know what you thought of today's episode. You can find me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. Now, you know what to do. You need to go and you need to leave a little rating and review because that really does help the show. And tag me on social media when you are screaming about how much you love the show because I love seeing that. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.